0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: 2015 edition of Don't Let It Go Unheard. This is where we discuss news, politics, and culture from the perspective of Ayn Rand's philosophy of objectivism. Don't Let It Go Unheard is named after an essay by Ayn Rand called Don't Let It Go. And the it in Don't Let It Go is the American sense of life, the uniquely American sense of life, the implicit premises of Americans that make them refuse to be subservient to their government to see them as having individual responsibility and the freedom to pursue their own happiness. So that's the perspective from which we are speaking. Our title tonight is You Can Fight City Hall. And I'm going to let you know there's a couple things that inspired the theme for tonight. Uh, By the way, we played Like Spinning Plates again as the intro music, and it's because I definitely was spinning a pile of plates today. I was uh, doing some follow-up on my... Hashimoto's adventure, meeting my doctor and kind of figuring out what to do next in my treatment plan. I was uh, having a little powwow with the people who do my Evan Pagan Wake Up Productive course with me that we've been meeting every week on that. And uh, I'm glad to say, though, that I had a little bit of rejuvenation just before the show started because I finally got around to watching a clip that Bosch sent me a few days ago and you have to watch it because I mean now if you're offended easily don't watch it but if you're not offended very easily and you would like to see a lighter side but still I think of you know definitely a, a heroic side of Edward Snowden and you would like to laugh along with John Oliver who is just so clever go ahead and watch the clip John Oliver went over to Russia and interviewed Snowden, and it is fun and it is good. And those two things rarely go together these days where something that's out there in the mainstream media is both fun and good. Yeah. And I, I was laughing. I was so happy to be laughing at some.
0: It was also good to see Snowden laughing.
1: Yes. Yeah, and he and he really I mean he can really roll with the punches and yeah. you know get in on the discussion. <laughs> and um, uh,
0: Oliver was stoked I, to interview yeah,
1: him. Yeah, and I actually I actually don't want to spoil it for you. Yeah, it's, you, you so, watch it. So the clip that I put I posted the clip on my blog over at don'tletitgo.com. You're gonna watch it later, and the interview starts a little bit after the 13 minute mark. But he's having some good discussion. Even before long. that, yeah. it it you know, and, and he's talking about the whole surveillance issue, and he takes it seriously, but he intersperses it with, you know, a lot of little jokes and everything. It is a really nice balance of the fun and the serious and, and the, the thought-provoking, and the information is yeah. good. So, um, but I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil for you what the big clincher of the whole interview is, the thing that just had me laughing. Um, it is, it, it's really, really fun. So definitely go look at that. Uh, I did today see up on Drudge and I couldn't resist sharing the little story about the explosion at a power plant responsible for D.C. power outages. And as far as I know, there hasn't been any proof that it was connected to any sort of a terrorist attack. I'm kind of wondering now, given the top story on Drudge being that Russia has hacked into the White House, I'm wondering if Russia had something to do with creating this power outage we, put it past we don't know yet. But to me, when I think of, you know, first of all, they're talking about a, a power outage at the White House no. that lasts 10 seconds or more, they were talking about. Good. The other thing is many of the uh, reporters were saying, gosh, this has never happened. So this is some unprecedented outage there. And you start to think that we. this is just another sign that we're living in the era of Atlas Shrugged. Sure. And, you know, you again... Go. Breaking down. I will join Senator Ted Cruz in urging you to go out to read that novel if you haven't read it yet, and you'll, and you'll see why this idea of a power outage that slows things down at the White House, I mean, yeah. something that's never happened before, this is the sort of thing that is out of there. But let me tell you, let me you know, instead of just keep getting sidetracked here, what it is that inspired the title for tonight's show. Why is it that I feel like we have to talk about the fact that you actually can – fight City Hall. In fact, you should fight City Hall. And it was a post, uh, excuse me, a comment that was left in response to last week's show. And there are a couple of guys who have been basically arguing along a racist line on my blog. And sometimes they are more or less insulting, and sometimes I leave the comments there, and sometimes I don't. And it just really depends on how rude they are and whether I feel like people would benefit maybe from reading what they have to say. That's and sometimes it probably does depend on my mood, but after all, it is my blog at DontLetItGo.com, so I moderate it accordingly. Um, so what, what this one person said was that, well, Amy, you know, last time you were arguing, we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone, And basically what you're arguing for is the complete freedom of disassociation. And of course, there hasn't been a total freedom of disassociation, the right to choose with whom you associate in the United States for decades. And so really what you're doing is you're arguing for something that you don't realize what the effect would be if it actually was put into practice. And so he asserts that if we did, again, have the total right to associate and disassociate, that what we would do is we would start segregating ourselves, and you know, and, and, and that's what he
0: would or she would do, right? They would start distancing themselves from other people of different color,
1: right? So the idea, and and there was some abbreviation in it that I didn't even know what it was. It must be some inside lim, you know lingo among people who uh you know worry about what you know what races are statistically more intelligent or not more intelligent. And then there was another one talking about how, you know, if
0: you – So basically you are calling for this inadvertently. Right, right.
1: right,
0: You know, inadvertently, but that's what you're calling for. Right. He's going to call you on it, see?
1: Well, no, no, no. But what he's saying is that objectivists don't really want to bring about complete freedom of disassociation because they actually don't want the kind of culture and everything that would result – from this, where people would start segregating themselves off, and well, there'd be a whole lot of people do that
0: today. No, people do it today. They start right. to themselves today. There are schools, all black schools, all black neighborhoods. They do
1: it themselves, right? By But, but the but the idea is that you know the and you know this is just one example of the type of extreme ideas that we argue for and he's basically saying that you would not actually want to live in the type of society that you are arguing for
0: because he's saying we would choose terrible terribly because we would choose things on racist lines right because that's what he would do that's mm-hmm. what he would do right and he's saying you are you know you're know, proposing this and people are going to corrupt it but from its perspective, it's not corrupted. They will do the right thing. Right. And we don't want
1: that. Right, because yeah. after all, it is...
0: I mean, this idea know, that skin
1: any, color any, means
0: anything is just sick.
1: Exactly. Sick. and and well, And this is the thing. Uh, one of them, and I, there's two of them that are going back and forth and talking there. One of them had said, oh, I read the article on racism and that basically it's wrong because mm. after all, there are these statistics that show... You know, statistically speaking, people of certain races mm-hmm. are more intelligent than people of other races. Yeah. And Rand, races, well, and this that. is the thing: Rand even acknowledged in the essay, or not acknowledged. She didn't think that that was true. First of all, she well, she didn't. The argument but somebody, she said, but she said, even if it could be shown that statistically speaking, there's a whole race of people that are statistically less intelligent, lower IQ, whatever, she said it still would not show anything about any particular person. Right. No particular person. And, you know, you shouldn't even have to trot these examples I mean, out. But, about there, how... but, there, but there was an example recently in one of the U.K. papers. I can't, I can't remember yes. which. There was a, a 10-year-old oh. black girl who is like some super genius And I forget what it was that she was doing. Was she going to college at age 10 for math or something? I can't remember. Some major accomplishment. And my point is, is that racism is irrational. Human beings are individuals. They all have free will. Um, This is also why, yes, you can fight City Hall. It doesn't matter how many Decades, I mean there was slavery for a long time
0: centuries and And we
1: abolished it. Right? right Right now the
0: given at that time it was a given it was part of life It's 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 impossible to abolish it. What are you talking about? That's how the arguments went is this is what it is. That's it And uh, it comes along and in England they abolished it in America. They did they still have not abolished it in uh, In the Middle East in the Muslim world Mm -hmm. 2015 there's still slavery, but whatever the The idea is that only America owns slaves, you know, and that's it. I mean, that's that's the argument. But anyway, mm. things can change. You can fight the system. You can fight it. You can overthrow it. I mean, look at us. I mean, we, you know, America, we took on the greatest force in history.
1: Great Britain at the time.
0: We, you know, and... Some like to suggest, well, you know, Britain just, they, they just let, let us have it. They, after a while, please. <laughs> we kicked their ass, and they submitted and said, okay, it's not worth it. I guess we could, you know, flatten everything. but it's, it's Well, not and worth the it.
1: number of lives they would yeah. have lost because we were actually fighting we're for freedom. Yeah.
0: And they
2: weren't
1: and I, I, what i do agree is that there are a number of americans and it might even be that among them are a number of objectivists who really aren't wanting the type of society that we're arguing for it's possible but even if that was the case it wouldn't mean it was the wrong thing to argue for thing. this is this is the right thing to argue for it is right to argue for the right to refuse service we have right. to anyone at any time, any place, the, the freedom to just dis- disassociate and Because something
0: it. might happen that we don't like, we can't be for it. Do things always happen that we don't like.
1: Mark here in the chat room does make a good point. He says maybe we need to fight the Ivory Towers before we'll win in City Hall. That may that be and true that, well,
0: all these fronts.
1: That may be true. But when you have reason to think that someone who really is on the verge of winning in City hall is potentially going to be able to win the presidency. Yeah. I don't see why not to support him. So let me let me talk about the other thing that kind of inspired today's show. Um, you know, today Rand Paul announced his candidacy for president. And as I've talked about in past shows, I am, you know, jury's kind of out for me still on Rand Paul. I did make sure to post on the kind of short little hodgepodge program notes that I've got for today, but I've got, you know, several items linked over there. I made sure to put there a link to Bosch Faustin's piece where he calls it Rand Paul. And by the way, you are listening to Bosch Fostin here yeah. in the chat room with me. I mean here in the studio with me. But um you know Rand Paul has said some horrific things about foreign policy. And while today one. He said rather good things about foreign policy and made the pledge to actually protect us before. against the enemies of humanity. This is the first time he right? ever
0: spoke in some, somewhat honesty. I mean, yeah, some, let,
1: let's let let's let. read. This, this
0: last year in April, uh, he was doing a talk, I think, in, in, in a school. Someone was recording it, and he was speaking about Iran. And this is what Rand Paul, Rand Paul, as I call him, said, quote, there are times when sanctions have made it worse. I mean, there are times leading up to World War II, we cut off trade with Japan that probably caused Japan to react angrily. That our sanctions caused Japan to kill thousands of us, is what Ron Paul is saying. We also had a blockade on Germany after World War I, which may have encouraged them, some of their anger, encouraged homicidal maniacs to be homicidal maniacs. Meaning they were, no, they weren't homicidal maniacs until we had a blockade, and then they went out to kill millions, millions of people because of us right. and, our, and our blockade. Of course, this is what he says when, when he's off the cuff, off script, and he has learned from his father, and that's why I call him Ron Paul. And he can try to pretend that he is not his father. Well, and, and, he's, it, and he's better in some ways, and he, he keeps a lid on it better. But to say this. To say that that basically we brought on Pearl Harbor and we brought on Germany doing you know they committing their horrors, that's just it's not just wrong it's evil.
1: Not yeah exactly because we are the
0: authors of of the Holocaust and of Pearl Harbor.
1: And it is comments like this that make me think that he is unreliable, completely unreliable on foreign policy. And just to remind you of why foreign policy is such a huge important issue right now. I went ahead and posted a link to a piece by Sultan Kanish, Daniel Greenfield. And the title is The Culture War We're In. And he talks about the fact that right now we are in a very, very important culture war where, um, in effect, we are not fully recognizing the enemy that is out there. And if we do not recognize the enemy properly and go ahead and destroy the enemy, then basically we're, we're going to get what we deserve in a, in a certain way. Um,
0: thing we are resigned, a lot of us, to Obamacare. We are resigned to jihad lasting forever. A lot of us. Right. It's impossible to think, oh, come on, we can't defeat them forever. Yes, we can. We can. We can repeal Obamacare. We can. Yes, we can. We can do that, and to think otherwise, you've been beaten. You've been beaten by their desire. Their desire is to make us believe that. The left's desire, the state's desire on the right, their desire is to make us believe that we can't do that, that right. we can't defeat jihad, that we can't condemn Islam and eventually, you know, whatever, just defend ourselves to the hilt, and that we can't repeal Obamacare, etc.
2: Yep. And, and,
0: and we can't bring some semblance of rationality to 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 Washington, they want us to be like that. And if you are like that, then you've been beaten. You have been beaten.
1: Right. And and here's um, actually, you know, what's funny? A a friend of mine on Facebook posted this particular article of Sultan Kanish, and then talked solely about the issue of Islam and jihad in a, a particular context. Because right now, a lot of people are saying that islam and jihad are not that important an issue for us to really worry about and some of them are saying oh well right now all they're doing is they're going after christians and jews right this, this is what the muslims are, are doing they're killing christians and, and jews overseas and if you don't stop them when they do that then eventually they are going to come after us well
0: they do right. come after us, but right now that's their focus. But they do come after us. They come after us on 9/11, right. and this idea that they they can't do anything. There are two towers missing in New York City. The Pentagon was attacked. I mean, this is you know imagine what they'll do when they have actual actual power. That's that's the devastating thought. That's right. the whole nightmare.
1: Right. Right. Um, so we are definitely in an important time. We're at a crossroads, and we need to figure out what are the important issues. I am open to seeing what Rand Paul has to say. I do welcome the chance to watch him in the debates with Ted oh, Cruz. Yeah. There's another candidate on the scene, which is Carly Fiorina, and we will talk about her in a minute. But let me – Is she let a me, candidate?
0: Is she – or let, is she just going out there and – is she?
1: well she's i think I think i I think she is probably doing the exploratory committee thing right now, and one thing I definitely one reason I would like to talk her up a little bit on this show because I've seen a couple very nice things from her this week, and I would like to encourage her to run if only to add another smart voice to the mix, and as Ted Cruz says, whoever comes out of these debates and faces off with presumably. Hillary Clinton, ugh, yeah. um, that that person is going to be prepared to win. But let me let me just talk about, you know, again, going back to this issue of you can fight City Hall, and one of the things that inspired me to talk about this theme tonight, and it was a certain critique of Ted Cruz vis-a-vis Rand Paul, and someone had posted on Facebook, and it's not a public thing, so I'm just going to talk about it and sort of... Uh, you know, oblique terms. But the idea is this that whereas Ted Cruz came out there and gave us a whole bunch of pie in the sky proposals, like eliminate the IRS, like I guess repeal every single word of Obamacare, repeal every word of the Common Core, and et cetera, Ballers. then what Rand Paul does is he's coming up with actually more realistic proposals. That could actually be achieved. Proposals that would make a country freer, and he's talking about them in a good context of overall liberty shared by everyone, right? So, and and Rand Paul did say some good things sure. today. He but, does. But if your idea is, well, we really shouldn't support a candidate that pushes for these radical things like abolishing the IRS and instead speaks in terms of balancing the budget, which I think is one of the things that Rand Paul talks about. And you notice Ted Cruz didn't even talk particularly about balancing the budget. No. And and in fact, when um own Brooke has talked about something like that,
0: uh,
1: he has said, no, it's really not so important to do that. Then, in fact, the tax code is probably more of a distortion of the economy than just the pure spending, right? Because what does the tax code do? The tax code manipulates people's behavior. It picks winners and losers, whereas if you just had a flat tax across the board, even if you hadn't yet balanced the budget, you would stop those distortions, right? So there are actual reasons to say I might favor, for example, abolishing the IRS versus a completely balanced budget immediately, Although it would be nice to have a balanced budget as well, and I assume that Ted Cruz would plan to drastically cut spending, if not balance the budget, and I think the debt is also a concern to him. You know, Rand Paul. Uh, the other thing that I like, you know, as a privacy fiend, I'm so into privacy and Snowden and all that. I'm such a geek. I was laughing so hard watching that interview. <laughs> um, oh, it was! It was just so, much, was fun. so much fun. So much fun. Um, you have to watch it. Just just stop listening to me no, don't stop listening to my show. Please don't. Uh, right after my show, go watch it. Um But um, you know, Rand Paul was more explicit about ending the bulk surveillance program. He's been more concrete when he's talking about that. Okay, that's nice, I like it. But again, if if the idea is, well, Ted Cruz is a little bit too pie in the sky, it's unrealistic to push for those proposals that he was talking about, and whereas, you know, Rand Paul, he's, I guess, being more modest in his proposals, they're more realistic, et cetera, would that be my ground for choosing one versus the other? No, it most definitely wouldn't. I mean, think about, and, you know, Bosch and I were trying to talk about the times that people in the past have fought City Hall, and of course, the founders of our our country in the Revolutionary War were... (laughs) You know, a prime example. But in recent past, you had talked about the Fairness Doctrine, yeah, right? Reagan abolished. Getting rid of the Fairness Doctrine. Who that was, thought that, that was, could have yeah, happened?
0: That was established in 1949. It was a way for media to be more even-handed. And more basically, it was forcing opposite views on shows that only had one critical, one 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 view. And that's when Rush Limbaugh exploded after. 1988, right. 1988 is when he exploded
1: um no and this is this is important and, and so I don't you know first of all you don't necessarily know exactly we what have can a be a very
0: rude person in the chat room I'm on your board as a caller why not pick up well now you just give us a reason not to
1: Yeah I don't exactly. like that no, I don't like that at all Not not a big fan exactly Um
0: we're in the middle of of doing the show we do take calls but especially not now Yeah not 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 yours at least Right. I'm sorry.
1: That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I was going to get through the rest yeah. of the rest of the point.
0: I mean, most of our listeners are very very, you know, it's normal. In the, yeah.
1: If if you w- do, do if around? you do want to talk on the show, just go ahead and just say nicely without big caps yes. and everything. <laughs> um.
0: Anyway, let's just move on.
1: No, that's fine. Um, so the point is is that I would not refrain from oh. you know, supporting a candidate because the things that they're proposing seem maybe a little bit of a stretch in the current political context. How will
0: things ever change if you don't even propose them? Right. How will they ever change? The idea that we have to only say what is possible today, that means we vote for Mitt Romney, right? He was electable, right? I mean, what's doable? Their thinking was that Romney is a critical electable. He was not electable. Not not even him. So we have to go beyond. We have to go. We have to say the truth. If we don't knock out Obamacare soon, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to come back. Right. That poisons everything. Everything. And Ted Cruz understands that. He's the only one proposing that. Did Rand Paul say repeal Obamacare today?
1: I didn't see that he did no, when I was reading would have made noise about now, it. Now there was one thing I was gonna go look for his video he's a and then on top of they it. said his the video yeah. got kicked off because of the copyright provisions on YouTube. Yeah. So what I saw was a summary of the five most important things that he said and I didn't see a repeal every well, single he word of Obamacare. It.
0: No, but he never says it. Okay. And he's a he's a, a doctor also, so I don't get it. Doesn't he have a more personal vested interest in doing that? It you being would, as against Obamacare as possible.
1: Yeah, you would, not. you would definitely think that. He's
0: one of those guys who I think is resigned to it. Well, you know, it's part of our system now. No, that's unacceptable. That is un-American. Right. The the law is un-American. And to think that we can't repeal it. I mean, we have to. It's not even a point where, well, we can't. No, we have to. We have to. And Ted Cruz understands the importance of that. And the old guys might start parroting it after the fact they might, but still they're not.
1: The the thing that this makes me think, though, is that the the person who did talk about this that says, okay, well, let's go for something that's more realistic and not things that are pie in the sky, that they've sort of accepted the status quo in a certain way. And, and, that's so, what I'm and so really that is the question. The that's where
0: our government wants us. They want us there. They want us resigned to this. It's just, it's insurmountable. We just can't do it. Let's just make peace with it. Absolutely not. And the thing is, we need a radical, someone who's considered radical today. I mean, Ted Cruz is, is radical in this world today. However, you know, moderate, we, we think he is to some extent as objective he's radical.
2: Right.
0: And we need that. We need the anti-Obama. We you know we don't need anyone else. We don't need moderate guys who think they can think a of both worlds like like Scott Walker. I'll be with it. part establishment, part Tea Party, but but I'll be criticized Tea Party and I'll no no. And I like the fact that the two guys who were not coy, who came out right out of the gate and announced that they're running for president, have been inspired by Rand to some extent. Yes. You know Rand Paul has said not 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 the extent that Ted Cruz has. But these guys are not coy. And also, one thing it tells you that I don't think they're in it for power because the ones who are in it for power are being coy. They're being resistant because it's so obvious that they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're not going to come right out of the gate as quick as Cruz and Rand Paul have because they're not in it for power. I don't think Rand Paul, whatever my disagreements with, I don't think he's in it for power. Right. I just don't. No. I think they want to depower.
1: No, exactly. So, and 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 this is another thing that people were talking. They were saying, well. Um, The other thing is that he, in his announcement speech, was not as overtly religious as Ted Cruz. But what I will tell you is that doesn't mean very much to me, especially in the context of Rand Paul recently sponsoring this Life at Conception, Life Begins at Conception Act, right? Yeah, and
0: wouldn't the critics who call, objectivist critics who call Ted Cruz a quote-unquote theocrat, believe it or not, Wouldn't they call
1: him a theocrat? Well, right here. I mean, listen, it says, um, and I'm actually reading an article from thinkprogress.org. It says, Rand Paul vehemently opposes abortion rights. He is a sponsor of the Life at Conception Act, a radical piece of legislation associated with the personhood movement that says, quote, human life begins at the moment of conception and therefore is entitled to legal protection from that point forward says, the purpose of the legislation is to outlaw all abortion. He talked about the bill extensively in a fundraising video for the National Pro-Life Advi- uh, Alliance.
0: Did a Ted Cruz do that?
1: I have not seen that.
0: No, he hasn't done that.
1: Yeah.
0: And what I'm saying is those who call Ted Cruz a theocrat, why? What's reluctance about calling Ron, Ron Paul a theocrat? He's actually proposing legislation. Yes. Cruz hasn't on this.
1: No. No. I, I mean, definitely, I would think that Cruz would take steps to restrict abortion, probably in the third trimester, something like that.
0: Yeah, I think he would do that.
1: Um, but I have, have have, with I have not seen him get as actively involved in the Life Begins at Conception And he does movement. it quietly,
0: even though it's... Um, Rand Paul. Yeah, he yeah. does it quietly. He doesn't do it in his announcement, the way, the way Cruz is completely all out there. No. Ron Paul will do it a little behind the scenes at some you know, private fundraiser or whatnot. So I prefer a guy who comes up and tells us explicitly where he stands, the way Cruz does, than a guy who says certain things. He also praised Islam not long ago. He said basically, Islam's fine. It's no problem. It was about something else. He, he was calling it a perversion. And then he's a
1: Opposed to same sex marriage there's a whole passage on here. it was uh he says a same sex couple you know a marriage with same sex couples offends myself and a lot of people um, and apparently he's just made That's some really Ron Paul, as you're calling him, Ron Paul. You're going to have to be very articulate when you say that because Rond they're going to think you're saying Paul. Ron Paul and that Ron Paul is running again. Well, if you but, saw yeah. my
0: drawing, it's, it's 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 Rand Paul with brown hair. It's it's Ron Paul with brown hair, like the Jerry curl that that Ron Rand Paul has. Mm,
1: right. So we have reason to think that he is every bit, if not even more, religious in his. This oh, guy.
0: Is so out of here. He's such a little rat.
1: Oh, this is. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. Oh, okay, I can do it. It's fine. Um, didn't type anyway, enough. Yeah. One one laugh. thing. One thing I would ask when you come to the Blog Talk Radio chat room is not to put your text. In some big highlights, uh, or different font size I, I really, or color, no, as no everybody No one does else. this
0: except this guy.
1: Well, we've had other people do it before, no, certainly. I,
0: I know, what this guy is a loudmouth, and he has to be knocked out. Yeah. Rude, nasty, get out of here. Anyway, let's just keep going. Um,
1: this is this is pretty funny. It's not me do it. I know. Why, I know. It. why?
0: He found a way around. Rats too.
1: Okay. Well, that's fine. Oh, yeah, people have ignore buttons, but it does, Oh, they say it doesn't even seem to work. So maybe there's somebody who's able to hack it. Could be somebody from Russia. <laughs>
0: it's, uh, it's puking.
1: So, I mean, in terms of the hack thing, I'm actually – it's funny. It is really bad. It's, it shows the sorry state of the country yeah. that when you see a headline saying that Russia has hacked the White House, that your first reaction is that you're eager to hear what they found out. About Obama. This is and, bad. You no,
0: know, can we find out some news about Obama that we don't know yet? Exactly. I mean, I just want to find out some concrete details. Exactly. I mean, sick, but that's exactly. where we are.
1: No, and that's because where we Because
0: we are. have our own Pukin. He's in the White House. If, if Pukin ordered that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to find out. Whatever it is, and yeah. no doubt, I mean, we won't hear from Bowen for days now because they, they're running crazy right now because they don't know what was released.
1: Exactly. They don't. They don't know. Nope. They have. They have absolutely no idea at all. You know, another thing that I was going to talk about with respect to the, you know, can't fight city hall. The person who is the evidence that you can is Edward Snowden. Because what did he do? He was working for the NSA, and he somehow figured out how to fight, what was it, all three branches of government signed off on this. And nonetheless, he decided that this program was so wrong that it at least needed to be exposed to the American people so that the American people could debate it and figure out whether or not it should still be pursued. By our government
0: now, did 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 Rand, Rand Paul or Ted Cruz say they're going to um, uh, what do you call it, uh, pardon?
1: Pardon um, him and let Aristotle? him. I haven't I haven't seen Was either. That the main
0: point of their? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm waiting.
1: Because to... I mean, no,
0: but Rand Paul does talk about this issue a lot, and that would be that would really distinguish him, wouldn't
1: it? If he said he would pardon him, would distinguish Snowden? him?
0: Yes. If yes. he's such a critic. Of the NSA and and
1: like I said, he has Go all the way. he has been more explicit about getting rid of those surveillance programs. So I think that that is truly an excellent thing. But other than that,
0: uh, this 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 idiot said that I am using violence by saying knock him out. I meant knock you out of the chat room, imbecile.
1: Yeah, if we knock you out of the <laughs> chat room, that is certainly not. Iran would not
0: be proud of me because I am violent say <laughs> knock him out the chat room. Anyway, we won't let you ruin the show anymore Let's just go on.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, so Edward Snowden definitely shows you that there is even just one person alone, smart enough, who can do something to fight City Hall. Yeah. We have seen Ted Cruz in the short time that he's in the Senate make quite a bit of a splash and, you know, in fact, go out there and make people... Think it is actually re- I mean, if he didn't exist, do you think that anybody would be talking about repealing Obamacare no. anymore?
0: No, no one does. That's sick. A politician is talking about it, and that's it, right? The pundits have are resigned to it. A Greg Gutfeld would never write about that now, and that's not important to him, clearly. It's not that's you know, it's more important is his dislike of Cruz than Cruz wanting to repeal Obamacare, the importance of that. Cruz is the only guy saying it, and saying it, I mean, you could tell he understands the danger it has caused us and will cause us. It's just, it's their ultimate way into our lives to control us and own us, to us to become government property, ultimately. Right. That's the, that's, that's the whole goal, and he, he understands that. The other guys don't. His opponents don't, and uh, I just, I want to see these guys go at it hard I want to see Perry try to come out there. I don't think I think he'd get knocked out by even Rand Paul, but Perry will say certain things because he has decent writers. Right. But man, when he's on his own. Oof.
1: No, no, he wasn't able to think on his feet no. at all. Now I I am interested to see more from Carly Fiorina because as I said, she's said a couple very good things this week, and one of them is I don't know if you know of all of our wonderful water scandal here in California. So Jerry Brown has decided just, you know, pen and the phone style that he is going to provide Californians with 25% less water and that this is somehow going to be made happen, I guess, through fines and everything else so that if I want to water my lawn and actually keep it alive, I will be made to pay exorbitant fines in the state of California to do this. And Carly Fiorina is very. I mean, I, I don't think I've heard anybody say it quite this way. She is actually blaming environmentalists for the drought that we have. Well,
0: non-politicians have said this, and she picked up on that clearly.
1: This is. I mean, it
0: might be independent thought of hers, but non-politicians have written this out there. I've and, seen it.
1: And and so she's doing it now. She says it's a man-made disaster, a man-made drought here in California, and she says it's a classic case of liberals being willing to sacrifice other people's lives and livelihoods at the altar of their ideology, it's a tragedy. Now, I, I like the particular comment, but if, if the idea is that nobody should ever be willing to, quote, sacrifice for ideology. You know, this idea that we always have to be pragmatic, Mm -hmm. right, that every time that you actually adhere to an ideology consistently, then therefore you're sacrificing. I think that that's wrong, of course, because I do believe that it is necessary to act on principle. I just happen to think that the liberals have the wrong principles, that their ideology is the ideology of death, of anti-human life. So, um You know, in terms of they are, they actually are sacrificing people's lives and livelihoods at the altar of their ideology, which is a mystical worship of an environment apart from human beings. That's what their ideology is. So she's right insofar as that. Now, she's a former Hewlett Packard CEO, very practical lady then, obviously. And she had run for Senate against Barbara Boxer. And I remember I I had voted for her at the time, of course, but, you know, a lot of good it did and you know she notes of course now we're facing this devastating drought and what happens is that California has actually done a lot to reduce the water supply in the cause of protecting endangered species can you believe that so for instance um what they have done in December the house passed a bill to pump water from the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta to Southern California. And, oh, okay, so now they're going to, um, okay, no, it's actually, I think it's the house in, um, I don't know if it's the house in California or the house in the federal, uh, you know, the federal house. But they went ahead and they wanted to to pump this water. Oh, yeah, no, it is. It's the federal, right? So, because, of course, it's the Republican House. It's the Republican federal House of Representatives, they passed a bill to pump water from the Sacramento-San Joaquin Delta to Southern California. They were going to help us out. Environmentalists said that this would harm endangered fish species, and Obama is threatening to veto this bill. So this would give us more water, but no, we can't have it. So this is Fiorina. She says that's the tragedy of California because liberal environmentalists' insistence, despite the fact that California has suffered from droughts for millennia, liberal environmentalists have prevented the building of a single new reservoir or a single new water conveyance system over decades. She says, during a period in which California's population has doubled. She says there is a man made lack of water in California, and washington yes, a man made lack of water yes, like and and she says, and Washington manages the water for the farmers. She added um, when asked about the drought on Monday, the press secretary Josh Ernest said the Obama administration does not have any policy changes to share mm-hmm. uh-huh. Um, And the steps, you know, President Barack Obama has taken steps to offer relief to the state, such as sending $60 million to California food banks and $15 million for farmers and ranchers. So instead of actually letting them get water, he's sending them subsidies to make up for the fact that they won't give them water because they want to protect some endangered fish species. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Pro-fish, anti-human. Yeah.
1: So this is uh, this is Fiorina on Obama. She says, President Obama goes out to California a little over a year ago, calls it a tragedy of global warming, Oof. and hands out money to a food bank, she said. This is all about politics and policy, and it is liberal environmentalists who have brought us this tragedy, end quote. I mean, imagine that here we are. We're living in probably some of the best climate area in the country. A lot of the state is just truly beautiful. And because the politicians have decided that they don't think that human beings should be permitted to live here in a comfortable way, that endangered fish species are more important, this is where we are. But but the good news about this is we have a politician who's speaking in no-nonsense terms about it So I would definitely like to hear more from her. The other thing that I really like that she talked about this week is that she actually called out Tim Cook as a hypocrite. She did. So she's she's potentially running for president, and she called out Tim Cook as a hypocrite. Why? Because on the one hand, he thinks that we should boycott Indiana. Because of the fact that Some they have that the he religious didn't technically,
0: freedom. technically, boy, but he did say we don't discriminate. And right. They do. Right. Well, you work with dictators. He right. He met with the the uh, grand sheikh of uh, the UAE, I believe. You don't do that.
1: No. And and you and don't do that. What are they doing? They're opening a headquarters in Saudi Arabia. And
0: I think the biggest Apple store, I think, in one of those uh, oil-rich countries, you know, the biggest Apple store, just to. Say so. We have the biggest one. Yeah, you also have a, a dictatorship.
1: Right, right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, so they are over there. They do not respect the rights of homosexuals, of women. Human beings. There's right. actually a death sentence possible yes. for homosexuals. And yet Apple's fine to do business it's over totally there. And yet condemns It's just ugly. freedom it's really ugly. in Indiana.
0: And that's what he gets the uh, the stupidity of his position. That's what he gets to be called. And he's absolutely a hypocrite. It's it's ridiculous. He, he took the reins of a great 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 company that a great man built, and look what he does.
1: Right. No. And
0: by the way, there was also um so, so mentioned um statue. There was a Snowden statue that was um, put up in New York. And the guys who did it, they knew they would be taken down quick, but they said, look, it exists, it's here, his name's on it. It was a great resemblance. Oh, no, it was was very
1: well done. I mean, think about this, right? We have somebody who's a hero, and people want to have a statue, this particular statue up in the particular location, and they take it down. And then also this week, I mean, you know, it's a kind of, you know a different issue entirely but there was a statue put up of Lucille Ball oh. and it was a horrible representation and they went ahead and put it up and then people are arguing it for to uh yeah to to be put down we do have a call here on the board i'm going to go ahead and take it higher on the air hi hi who's hi.
2: this i was going to say people don't have a stomach for overthrowing government even though it's written into some of the constitutions.
1: So you're, you think that basically people today have been conditioned to the extent that they aren't really ready to do it.
2: Well, let me read you what's in the Pennsylvania Constitution. Article 1, Section 2. All power is inherent in the people, and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness. To the advancement of these ends, they have at all times an inalienable and indefeasible right to alter, reform, or Mm -hmm. abolish their government in such a manner as they may think proper. That's pretty clear.
1: That is pretty clear.
2: But if I read that to uh, most people, they would tell me that I'm seditious, that I'm uh, um, criminal, and yet, it's written right there in the Constitution. And that Constitution predated the United States Constitution. Most people, when they talk about a Constitution, never mention the state constitutions, and certainly not the state constitutions of the original 13 colonies.
1: No, right now, it's, it's, now it's, of, course, of course, it is a different thing. It's one thing to say that we would have the right to do it, and that's another thing to say that you're actively advocating for it, which is what sedition would require, right?
2: I'm not sure. If I read what I just read, how Mm -hmm. could I be seditious?
1: No, I mean, you're just reading a provision of a constitution. You're not necessarily advocating for acting on it immediately now, right? How
2: would one act on something like
1: that? How would one act? I mean, you mean mean like actually calling to put together a militia and all of that sort of thing, yes? Well,
2: okay. Uh, To me, that's exactly what it says abolish their government in such a manner as they may think proper so in such a manner as the people think deem proper
1: right That's and so wild, this and and the, and this is there in the Pennsylvania constitution and it has not been repealed amended whatever from then
2: no they try their best at amending the constitution in various ways usually they'll do something for the children and uh People love to say yes, so they always make it a uh, a yes vote for amending the constitution. Last time they amended the Pennsylvania Constitution, they removed the words face to face. In uh, I have to go find it, but in the um, part of the Constitution that says that you have an absolute right to meet your accuser and question your accuser face to face, they removed those words. They said that that was um, very harmful to children who would have to testify in open court in front of their accuser. Of course, they didn't tell you that if you voted yes for that, that you were removing it for everybody. And the end result of that was that policemen now can testify to what other policemen did, even though they weren't there. Yeah, no right uh, so, so yeah, so now basically
1: whether thing. whether that whether that is actually a right comes at, it's basically at the mercy of legislation in the state of Pennsylvania at this point because it's been removed from the constitution, right? Correct. Yeah, and and, and we're we're Dr. in a we're in a we're in a similar state with respect to any sort of surveillance by the NSA because of the third party doctrine. The whole thing that the NSA is doing has been removed from the province of the Fourth Amendment, and we are at the mercy of legislation. And so the only hope is to, you know, in your case, get the Constitution amended again so you could put that back in. And maybe if you think it's prudent to remove it with respect to children, okay, fine, but to restore it for everybody else. And you know here, what do we have to do? We have to have the Supreme Court actually overturn this doctrine that removes this whole swath of federal government surveillance programs from the province of the Fourth Amendment. We need to put them right back under the probable cause particularized suspicion requirement no it's uh it's pretty bad when they when you know, in do
2: Pennsylvania things- when they put this to a vote, they did it on an off election year, so very few people voted but People voted yes, I think, by 80 or 90 percent. In fact, people that I consider to be intelligent uh, and thoughtful voted yes because they said, well, it's for the children, isn't it? And when I went to my polling place, not a copy of the Constitution could be found. The only um, reference was what they had put in the newspapers, which was not didn't have the original um, sentence that was in the Constitution, nor didn't show what it would change it to. It was uh, just a ballot question written in such a way that you'd have to be a real right. unkind ogre to say no to it.
1: Right, exactly. And when happened. I asked and them,
2: you, why aren't of you know, sure, Surely you of don't
1: the, hate children, the, right? Surely you don't hate children.
2: Yeah. I've got a few in my own. But I, when I asked them why they have no cons- copies of the Constitution, the Pennsylvania Constitution, at the polling place, they said, well, it was unnecessary. Across the street, of course, was... Uh, the um head of the uh, pennsylvania Senate, Senate's office, so I walked over there and got a box of them and delivered them. Not that they were entirely happy about that uh, in fact, somebody wanted to fight me about bringing in uh materials to the voting place that uh, weren't proper and I'll see how oh, pro- constitutional would be improper.
1: Now um now person, Craig Craig here in the chat room by the way says also that the Oregon State Constitution also explicitly proclaims the absolute right to abolish the government. But but your point is that you think that people don't want to do this, right? They don't want afraid.
2: to
1: they're afraid to do it. So why are they afraid?
2: See, I don't think that the government that we have is the proper government called for by the Constitution. When I say Constitution, I mean the federal Constitution, not the Mm -hmm. state constitutions. And I'm in Pennsylvania, so my feet are firmly on the ground in Pennsylvania, not in the United States. The Pennsylvania Constitution is operative here, not other constitutions. Some of the state constitutions are not as good. But Pennsylvania
1: also also signed into being part of United States. So it's operative there, do it, the federal that's constitution.
2: That's right. and That's why we have the 10th Amendment that says what we didn't give the federal government, you don't get to just take arbitrarily. Right. But I don't believe the constitution in force. I, I believe that constitution was suspended by emergency war powers in 32. I'm sorry, 34.
1: Okay. But so, when we so had the nice what what was, what was what was really the main point that you wanted to make?
2: People don't have the stomach to make this country better. Unfortunately, we're going to have to let it fold before we can build it up again. Okay. And if I you're smart, mean, you know,
1: it's a, it's, 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 it's a, it's smart, a fair enough, it, point, but why why don't you think that there could be education and a more uh, gradual process of reform, which is what many people are going for, uh, education and then taking steps in the right direction short of a total collapse or really revolution?
2: I don't believe there's enough time. Okay. I think, that the I, I, I think that the onslaught that is the, you call it what you want, the education system, the federal government, the uh, uh, whitewashing of uh, the minds of the American populace, I think that that is so strong that you can't fight it. And look what look, look what we got. We, we Everybody said how wonderful it was that we got all these Republicans in uh slash conservatives, but they're not really conservatives. Right. And even though they're in, I uh, I see Obama and the and the left's um, uh things moving forward, not even stagnating, they're moving forward. They're no, stagnating. no, exactly.
1: I, I think I think you're exactly oh, so, right. And and actually I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and um thank you for your call here and just actually elaborate a little bit on the damage that Republicans have done just from what I've learned. In my education law no, class, they I'm
0: are they're part of the status quo. They're all status. All right. That's all thing. But
1: li- listen to this, right? I was. Oh, what do you what do you have? This, just, just Go uh, ahead.
0: hot air. Uh, mm-hmm. Wrote this about Rand Paul's speech.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They had preachers there. They had prayers there. It says I mean, it's amazing, but Rand's announcement somehow featured more preachers and more prayers than Ted Cruz's announcement. Hmm. And to those who call Ted Cruz a theocrat, uh, just you know, think about that. That's all. So now there are two theocrats, right?
1: Actually, they're battling. It's like the dueling banjos. It's like the dueling... The battle of of the theocrats. The dueling would be maybe sort of kind of theocrats. (laughs) How about that? Um, No, but I I don't think that that's true. So let me just tell you, just, just let me give you a little bit of history of Republican intervention in our schools. Okay? So, for example, there are a number of states, actually Pennsylvania to the last caller, uh, Pennsylvania is among them, and Pennsylvania guarantees to all students in the state a free public education, okay? They were giving it to all of them. Now, I don't know actually whether that was part of their constitution. It is part of the constitution of many states in the United States. So it's the federal constitution does not guarantee a fundamental right to an education, but many state constitutions took it upon themselves to guarantee that to people in their state. Now, I don't know whether it's through constitution or legislation in Pennsylvania whereby everybody in the state was promised this education, but it turned out that for a period of time, at least in the 70s and you know before that, that Pennsylvania, if there was a student who had a handicap or a learning disability that made them difficult to educate, in Pennsylvania, they would just kick the kid out of the system and say, sorry, we can't accommodate you because we can't afford whatever extra is required to educate you. And, you know, if you're here in the class and you're not given the proper, you know, extra help, then you're going to disrupt the class. So basically they had to kick him out. So that they kicked him out. The United States Supreme Court said that's unacceptable, that if you as a state undertake to educate some kids in your state then you have to educate all of them without regard for disability okay and so there were there was this case it was park versus something or another in pennsylvania and then there was another one called Mills something that was in the district of columbia and in district of columbia they had already undertaken at least explicitly by law to educate everybody but sometimes they weren't actually applying the law and they would kick some kids out so So then what did they do? Under Gerald Ford, Republican, now mind you, not elected Republican, not a Republican who thought he had any sort of a mandate, but a Republican. He signed into law something called EHA, which was, uh, you know, it basically promised all kids in the United States a free public education regardless of disabilities and so what they did is they set up this program where the federal government was giving out money just like they do with common core and attaching a bunch of strings to that money and saying you take this money and you're going to educate all of these children with disabilities handicaps you know retardation whatever it is you have to educate them just like you educate the other kids that's under Ford. then under the first bush president, we had what's called IDEA, Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, which is, you know, kind of EHA on steroids. And so again, they were establishing this idea of a a right to an education for all the kids with disabilities. And it gives some money to the states to educate them. But it says, look, um, you have to provide a Free appropriate public education for these kids and there's all these requirements to what it's got to be and it you have to do this if you're going to take our money and then they only give you like 20% of the money that is required for that um, so that's ridiculous right so that's under the bush and then under the younger bush they went ahead and reaffirmed this so again this is a mandate that once a state takes upon itself to offer this education to some kids, it's going to do it to all. It's all under Republicans. Now, mind you, it wasn't under Reagan. Reagan didn't do anything to amp this up, as far as we know. But um, Reagan, of course, was responsible for some other things as well. Um, yeah. That's cool. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but my point being is that Republicans have increase the size and scope of government and particularly the size and scope of intervention of government in education which is one of the crucial areas that has affected I think Americans willingness to take you know this basically status trend and accept it in certain ways and I think Republicans have played a key role so that was really my point there but you know it, whenever you look at you know, the history, and you see how much Republicans have been responsible for some of these incursions, increasing intervention in the economy. It's it's really disturbing.
0: It's a bipartisan expansion of government. Yeah. It has been for decades and decades and decades.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: By the way, um I did tell you about that guy, right? Which guy? The guy who called. I said, that's the same guy. He assumed we didn't know that, and now he's going off again. Oh! And he's asking, "Aren't you? Aren't you now ashamed?" For because now he was so much better. Anyway, I can't knock this guy out. I don't know why. Uh, and when I said knock out, you idiot, I'm talking about knock you out of the chat room. You're getting in the way of the show. We have freedom dis- of this association, don't we? Is not he for that?
1: I guess you don't have freedom of disassociation in the
0: I guess not. blog
1: talk radio chat room. I'm not exactly own. sure why it does that, you know? I don't know. Yeah,
2: no. Now what
0: I'm saying is I told you that's the that's the guy, I guess you were trying to prove something that, well, that's okay, let him be heard. He's calling us cowards.
1: Mm-hmm. Says we
0: should be ashamed. He shouldn't have never taken a call is what I'm saying. And I I I literally turned off my my headphones, I was getting bored. I literally yawned on the air. If you heard me. What a bore. i pissed off because we can't get rid of this guy, but anyway, let's try to continue. Um,
1: we, are, we are actually almost out of time, but Good. what I wanted to urge people to do is not have the idea that we should go for the, quote, more realistic candidate, whoever it is. I think that we should fight for the ideal no matter the odds, and, I mean, you know, it, it may or may not be right that it's getting too late already well, to make it's any significant reform? too late for the one
0: angry Jew. It's too late. He, you know, he, oh,
1: because he said it's too late. No, right. he said it's too yeah. late. Yeah.
0: And look at his behavior. He, he, I mean, he's in a world where it's it's over. He he lives in Mad Max world. I mean, it's over. And that's why he's, I mean, why does he even bother calling in or typing in if it's over? You have nothing worthwhile to to say.
1: I, I would think whenever you have people who are dissatisfied with the way that it is, I don't see why you would not support the candidate that actually has a realistic chance of winning. That is the most principled. There's nobody out there that is a hundred percent my platform because after all, I'm not running. Um, but I mean, I, I should run, right? If there's somebody who runs, who has a, a few hundred, I mean, right? I, I could do it, but no, I'm not running. Um, and so therefore I'm going to, you know, go for somebody who has a realistic chance. But I, I really hope that Fiorina runs, that we get to see the debates between her and Rand Paul and Ted Cruz, and we get to have them really reveal themselves on yeah. the various issues. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, the chat room is getting distracting in in, uh, in this show here. So what are we gonna do next time, Bosch? We are meeting back here on Friday. We are having our show at eight PM again as usual. If people want to continue this discussion, whether on racism or any other topic, I'm wondering if I adequately answered uh the one person. I mean, you know,
0: Well that person?
1: Yeah, the one you
0: know, I mean, well you you know, you did your part, but he is not he's not serious. And he's like the kind of guy who if if he wants a gay wedding cake and we won't serve it. He'll try to force the government to try to force us by being on in the chat room, by being on a show. Oh,
1: you're talking about this guy. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the the one who posted at my blog where he was well, basically saying… It, it might saying, be this idiot, too. Um, it might be the oh, same it, guy. Oh, you know, it is, it is really true that… Uh, he might be
0: the racist, actually, who comes to your blog. It might be the same guy.
1: Okay.
0: One and the same. I'm a little pissed off here, but uh, I just… Uh, I wish we can." Have a little more control in this chat room. Uh, maybe, maybe we can uh, contact uh, Block Talk and see if this rat can ever come in here again.
1: It'd be interesting. Yeah. Okay. No,
0: because well, you were no, you were very civil, and he wasn't. And if you notice, he was like a mouse when he was on the air, and now he's like uh, pretending to be some loudmouth punk in the chat room. It's a big difference. Talk about coward. Wow.
1: I think this is kind of the, the nature of the beast of having a live on the air show with a chat room that's open for anybody to come. It just does happen, and it's just not that big of a deal. Anyway, welcome, Rand Paul, to the race. I'm interested to hear, and I really would like to see Rand Paul push Ted Cruz on a few issues. And when, you know, Rand Paul, it is going to come out that he wants to treat Life as beginning at conception and I'd like to see what Ted Cruz has to say about that and then I'd like to see what the other candidates say about that and yes, we are going to have to make our choice, but it really, I think the foreign policy issue is important and so we are going to have to continue to watch him and somebody, I don't know if we're ever going to get somebody in the media to do this, but I would love somebody in the media to say, you know, Mr. Paul, you said, or Senator Paul, excuse me, you said, these things on such and such day. Yeah. Do you still stand by this? Do you change your tune? Are we in some way responsible for nine eleven happening to us? I think these are things that should be asked. And I don't think we should necessarily celebrate when somebody goes for proposals that are just merely realistic. You know, hmm, <laughs> I guess what we got... Disconnected and reconnected? I don't know. Can everyone
0: hear us? It's weird.
1: Are you guys, everybody in here able to hear us? Or did somehow we get cut off? The sound just quit. Hmm. You should be able to hear us right now. You can hear us now.
0: Weird. Okay.
1: Okay. I think we're being hacked, people.
0: I'm sorry, I let that get to me. Just uh, yeah, it was such a, a rat.
1: We we are going to have to hypnotize you to work no. on your skills of ignoring. Not. <laughs> no, but he's
0: in the chat room. He's he's bothering the other the other people in the chat room. He, you he they can't ignore mother, so that's yeah. a problem.
1: I I would the, uh, the one angry Jew. I would ask you, out of respect, to actually, if we ask you to not.
2: Yeah, be here and not yeah, use uh, large
1: fonts and different yeah. colors and things. That you not do it. And also, I just think that would be would you general to respect.
0: people you, who you think to be cowards? I mean, why?
1: I don't even know if he's listening anymore because I don't see. No, he, any no, he number, doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: But, but what I'm saying is, you know, we have an unwanted guest right now, and we're telling him we don't want you to be part of it. And he calls us cowards. Why would you listen to cowards? And why? I mean, I think the biggest coward here is the guy who gives up on America. It's too late. Let it collapse. That's a coward. One, the one big coward. It should be, you know, that should be his name. Right, as Leonard Peikoff said. The one as, angry coward.
1: As long as there is at least a small chance of undoing it before it's too late, then that's this, what we have to fight for. Uh,
0: people like him, they are not doing anything against the evil that we're facing. They have resigned themselves to it. They've been beaten by it, and they're going to wait for what? To drop dead. And that's it. That's your life. We have a life to live. We have a country to fight for. And to, you know, I mean, what, what value does that, what, what, you know, what value is that? And also, if you believe that, why the hell are you in the chat room and listen to our show? What's the point? You're a loser. You gave up. Get out of here.
1: Okay. Well, let's go ahead and go on and with some sort of optimism about the slate of 2016 candidates. I mean, if you would have thought, given given what we had in 2012, the fact that we have a Ted Cruz, a Rand Paul, and potentially a Carly Fiorina to listen to during the debates, I think is an encouraging sign. And with that, I do agree with the people on this thread that I was alluding to earlier when they say the fact that You know, Rand Paul comes out and he's taken seriously as a candidate, means that we are doing quite a bit better than we have been in the past. Because the ideas, yes, I think that Ted Cruz's ideas are even, the proposals at least, are more extreme in some ways than Rand Paul. But the ones that Rand Paul are proposing are also equally extreme. And here we are, we've got the two front runners coming out there with bold. Proposals, and, and the other ones
0: will look as lame as they are. I mean, they will look as milk toast as they actually are. Jeb Bush, he's still waiting for what? I mean, he has all the money in the world. He got the big donors already. Again, it, to him, it's all about power and wielding it. Because he's so coy about it, just come out, just say it. You want to be president? You want to be, you want to be a power monger? And uh, he will come up and he'll be like, he'll be what he is—a milk toast piece of crap, statist who will try to just maintain the status quo. And he'll be exposed. I mean, just, just by having Ted Cruz and, and and Rand Paul come out there with what is considered radical proposals, he will look like, I mean, honestly, what's he going to offer? What's he going to offer?
1: He is not going to inspire anybody. Zero. And, you and know, also,
0: he even bore himself as as a Hispanic in a, a voting uh, thing in 2009. I mean, look, he's married to a Mexican. I think he has uh, children, you know, half and half so he's so locked up into it, you know, he's so into immigration and, and um, immigrants and whatnot that he even listed himself as Hispanic. He's not Hispanic. Right. I mean, he, he's not. Hispanic. Now, he listed not, himself
1: as, as Hispanic yeah, on what? On this one,
0: maybe a voter uh,
1: registration yeah, or something. Yeah, so
0: something. But that's then, lying. Yeah, well, he is lying. But he's so locked into his. what I'm saying, he's so into his head, like uh, immigrants, immigration, Mexico, you know, that he did that, and then he tried to, like, be cute about it on Twitter. Oops. And his brother said, oh, Dad, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was so bad. And then he got the actual guy who is, whose father is Hispanic, Ted Cruz, and let's not talk about that. You know, he's not the first Hispanic. No, 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 no. Take that. You know what? He's, he's Republican, so he can't be really of any race. I mean, of any, you know hearing. No, but take that away right. from him. You know, because only if you were a Democrat, it would be said every single day, the first Hispanic candidate, you know. Right. But uh, since you're a Republican, then you have to de-Hispanic him, you know.
1: That's really bad. One more question. Now, suppose you say, okay. You... Hold on a
0: second. This idiot says I was silent because I was afraid. I, t- I turned off the, my my headphones. I was almost bored to death. That's why. I didn't say a word. You you you're really boring. On top of that, I mean, really. But anyway, no. But understand. Look at his behavior in the chat room I and listen to his voice on the show. You know what I mean? Two different people there.
1: Yeah, it definitely. Coward. But th- there's there's a, a there is a definite um, phenomenon on the internet no, where people please, please, in please. text and chat rooms do I knew this it was and then right. okay. I knew it was him. No, 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 no. But I, whether it was him or not, but my point is, is there's a number of people yeah, who when you, when you speak to them in person, they don't sound anything yes, like what they that, look like in text. But
0: that's too quick. Right. If you notice, mm. he was an ass, he called up, and then he was an ass again. after the fact. And we just got to find a way to uh, keep, keep him out of here.
1: I, I mean, I would say the best way is just,
0: yeah. He he interferes with the, with the chat room mm. also. That's the point. That's my problem. It's yeah. not
1: just us. No, no, I know.
0: They're being bugged by it. So it's for, it's for the entire show.
1: Yeah, and so. I think there's some kind of uh, hacking that's gone on that where they're not able to ignore. Is that right?
0: Yeah, they couldn't and we couldn't, but we'll find a way.
1: Okay, we can figure it out.
0: You're not wanted here,
1: punk. <laughs> it, I mean, it is, I think, common courtesy and respect for property rights to, if I ask you and just say, please do. Don't type like that in my chat room, that you wouldn't type like that in my chat room. I actually don't mind if you're there in the chat room. I would just like that you use the... He
0: said you hung up on him.
1: <laughs> I didn't. I said I was going to cut off right there. If Amy's you, the
0: most generous host I've ever heard. I actually ever. let
1: you talk for quite a long time, and then I decided that I wasn't as interested in your topic anymore, because I think we've gotten pretty much out of it. I, mean, I even asked her, uh, I said, why is it that people... Also but, one thing, yeah.
0: you're finished. You give up. Get out of here. Leave.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's fine. Um, one one more question for you, Bosh, sure. and, it, and it's this. Um, what if you say, okay, well, Ted Cruz is inspiring people to want to abolish the IRS and do this and do that, and suppose, and I don't know that it's true, but suppose everybody knows you're not really going to get that. You're going to get something different. Is it somehow... Bad to say. Okay, we are going to.
0: Well, he can't do it un- unilaterally. He'll no, have To get course. you know Republicans on side, Reagan wanted to abolish the the, the um, Department of Education. His party didn't. That was one of his proposals. He wanted to, and he tried everything he could, but his party did not want to because they're statists. They hated Reagan as well.
1: Right.
0: So he'll have a tough time getting some of these things, but he's saying it. He will do everything that he possibly can. And the fact is, if he gets some things through, like like doing the uh, fairness doctrine, knocking that out, you know, um, doing certain things, uh, fighting jihad in the strongest way possible that we ever have yet, those things are always always good. But if he can convince his own party to do certain things, I think they start realizing, wait a minute, we can make true change here. We can absolutely do it. So we'll see. You know, we'll see what he can do. And I'm
1: sure the coffers that he is starting to amass are going to speak volumes.
0: No doubt. What,
1: he's over $4 million now?
0: Yeah, I mean, millions of dollars. Um, a lot more than Newt Gingrich got 2012 for a certain time. A lot more than others have gotten. Tim Pawlenty, if you remember him. I oh, yeah. I'm, tra- I'm trying to forget. But <laughs> it took him a long time to get a certain amount of money, and Cruz did it within days, if, if not hours. So he's getting uh, – there's definitely some heat And um, he's going out there officially, and now Rand Paul joined him. So it's good that uh, two, you know, politicians who have read Rand, who have been inspired by her to some extent, are out there. They're, you know, they're in the ring.
1: Well, you know, again, one person's going to get the nomination, but I think regardless, there is a value of having Ted Cruz out there as a serious, viable candidate saying things like abolish the IRS, get rid of every single word of Common Core, et cetera, et cetera, it gives an agenda, it gives a standard for other candidates to try to live up to, and it gives people like us inspiration to continue the fight. If you say, look, here's a guy who went out on the floor of the Senate and he read from Atlas Shrugged while he called for Obamacare to be defunded, And he recommended that everybody go out and read Atlas Shrugged. And he talked about how we're living in the days of Atlas Shrugged Mm -hmm. and that Obamacare was one example of it. That had never happened before. Then this guy goes out there and he's running for president and he's actually raising money from a bunch of people. And he's talking about abolishing the IRS and actually standing with our ally Israel and actually, right. uh, You know, Ending surveillance, which he yeah. spoke about in some way as well. And fighting um, right, uh, repealing every single word of Common Core, all of the good things that he is proposing. Those are the things
0: that I hear when he does his uh, talk about God and whatnot. You know, I don't like it, but he, he well, is religious. Well, you know,
1: again, we're going to see what proposals yeah. go along with the the good stuff that we like, but just. Having that, there is this value of having somebody in the political arena promote these things.
0: Speaking like Americans, I mean, that, yeah, that, that's what he's doing. He really speaks like Americans have been, and that's important to and, hear that in and politics. Yeah, he, 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 he's a representative. He may, he may not win,
1: and if he wins, he may not be able to achieve every single thing. But I can well, bet he's, he's going he's gonna to
0: fight win. for it. No, he's going to win. Oh, okay, he is going to, meaning... He's in it to win it. <laughs> he's he's
1: in, in, in it to, it to win, win it. it. Yeah.
0: He's not in it to mess around. Right. He's in it to win the presidency. That's why he's in it. He's not, it's not behind guy. sky. He actually made a decision and said, you know what, I can do this. And there's something about his campaign also and, and the guys around it. They're basically saying, they did it this way, we're going to do it the other way. They're trying to do something different, trying to do something right. radical. And we'll see. And we'll see how far it goes. But he is truly in it to win it. You know, when I say he's he's going, you know, he's going to, you know, win it. But that's yeah. my point. And yeah. that's, that's good to see because uh, we need some fresh blood, fresh ideas. And we need that desperately right now. I mean you got these you got Washington, it is so tired, so corrupt. And you need these relatively younger guys with And again, young ev- you know,
1: anytime you can see somebody proposing the right ideas, the right policies against tremendous odds, it is inspiring and that alone has value. Uh, So one thing I will ask you to do, we're going to go ahead and and end the show now. Go over the blog at DontLetItGo.com if you want to leave comments for today. But the most important thing you can do is go over to the blog at DontLetItGo.com and watch that interview with Edward Snowden. Again, it starts a little bit after 13 minutes into the YouTube video that I've posted there um you can watch i watched from about 10 minutes or so as you know oliver was making the lead up in terms of the subject matter and stuff it is so much fun and you deserve to see somebody who has you know intelligently i mean you know again one thing that oliver it's not a, too much of a spoiler it makes fun of him for you know well did you really think ahead cuz here you are in russia kind yeah. of thing but um you know in terms of being able to have an impact on an issue that was of tremendous importance to him, and he did it pretty much single-handedly, there's Edward Snowden. He is proof that you can today fight City Hall. And, in fact, I think we should fight City Hall. Why? Because today City Hall is inimical to human life, and we have a chance. I think we do have a chance to defeat it. So, everyone, have a good night and next time we will not be distracted no. by the people in the chat room no, no um, not people yeah. in
0: the chat room by one rat uh, in the chat okay. and he has his own room is called the rat room
1: the rat room yeah, we we got, we're going to give we, him we, his we, own room yeah. <laughs> okay everyone, we will see you That's Friday we thank you for tuning in and uh, <laughs> enduring
2: by the way, I'm full of uh, bravado and avarice oh,
1: you're full of avarice Avarice is like greed, though, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess. You're you're greedy for okay. Life. And Life yeah. and. The, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Thanks,
2: everyone.